0: So we move the recording to Sunday nights, kind of like the way it used to be for our radio show. We were on 9.30 a.m. The answer. So Sweep the League is coming to you from the official, unofficial Sweep the League studios, which is the uh, the Zoom meeting room that we have been coming to you live from. Uh, but it's going to be every single Sunday night. It's myself. It's really accomplishing here, it's stats. Rocky's got the vid man. He's he's battling that right now. He's uh but he's doing good. Checked on him a little while ago. Said no more uh body aches, but just kind of congestion and uh, a little bit of cough um and also uh Candice is uh Candice is doing some stuff too right now with the family. So we're going to be doing this Sunday night thing and I think everybody's going to be involved on Sunday nights now because everybody was Free on Sunday night, so we're going to be bringing the entire cast and crew back to sweep the league. But again, we are sweeping the league now this time. We've got a lot to talk about NFL uh, playoffs about happening. We're going to get into some of those matchups, especially the big matchup in college football, national chi- championship game, TCU Horned Frogs against the Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of other stuff, too. We're going to talk about some, uh, some disturbed down with the sickness as well, because I was sick pretty recently. But anyway, stats, uh, you ready to go,
1: man? How you doing? I think so. The mountain cedar is kicking my butt right now. But uh, you know, Rudy, we're gonna we're gonna tough it out. A lot of us are dealing with like health things right now, and uh we're gonna try and pull this out. Yeah, it sucks
0: because you know the holidays are times for for families and it's like good times and stuff, but I, I caught a, I caught a bad infection, like a viral infection, upper respiratory viral infection. I caught it on Christmas Eve. Oh, man. <laughs> I was feeling crappy that afternoon. I I woke up fine. I went and got Chipotle for the wife and I. Everything was yeah. great. And I came home. I ate. And then for whatever reason, my nose just started getting a little clogged up. I kind of started feeling like a little tickle in my throat and I was like what the hell so my wife had the same thing about a week before I did and she was still bad coming off of it but yeah I caught it too and it was almost death man like
1: it was pretty bad yeah you said you had uh you were considering going to the hospital at one point right it was okay so it was on a saturday yeah
0: and mm-hmm. um I was bad Sunday, which was Christmas Day. I started to feel even worse that Monday. We were off Tuesday uh, again. I just didn't feel good. I ended up working from home Wednesday and Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to urgent care. So I went to urgent care and that's when they diagnosed me with that Wednesday all the way through possibly new year, maybe January 2nd. I couldn't breathe very well at all. Breathing. Breathing. Absolutely sucked. And oh, all all the way through New Year's. Yeah, my oh, New wow. Year's, my New Year's blue chunks. It was terrible. I could not. I was considering going to the hospital. I could not breathe. There was a moment where I would be like, "Well, I think I'm okay," and all of a sudden, I lay down for a little bit. It, it's almost like my my breathing stopped big time. So yeah, I've never had that before, and I don't know if it has anything to do lingering with. COVID that I had years back? I don't know, man. But, I mean, you're working with something now, aren't you?
1: Uh, yeah, my sinuses are kicking my butt right now. There's there's something in the air. Uh, and it's just my allergies are really flaring up right now. Cold front's coming in. Maybe that's yeah, what it is. Probably. On a recovery note,
0: you know, there was a game last week between the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh behalf of myself and the staff for Sweep the League, you know, it is prayers up 100% for DeMar Hamlin, who did uh, go into cardiac arrest after he attempted to tackle T. Higgins. And he went into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, they were able to it was revive him after, but I think it was after, what, nine minutes? They were able to revive mm-hmm. him. Uh, went to... Um, Cincinnati hospital, he's doing a lot better. Uh, apparently he's alert. He's awake. Um, apparently he was even watching the bills game today. So, um, great to see an improvement, uh, for DeMar Hamlin. You've seen that kind of thing. What was your
1: reaction to something like that? Uh, it just, it took me by surprise. You just don't see stuff like that very often, especially in the NFL. I can't remember the last time I've seen something like this. Um, or a dude could have passed away, like on the field. He could have died on the field, like you know, during a game. Um, and you just don't see that very often. And I think it just took everyone um, by surprise, as it should. Um, and when people finally realized the gravity of the situation, um, you know, they really it really sank in. Concern really came in, and thankfully, you know, all the prayers and all the support from uh, every fan base, and even people who aren't fans of like the NFL or football. You know, they mm. still took their time to go in there and show their support. And um his uh was it his fundraiser uh was like in the millions was like eight yeah. million? Yeah his charity. Yeah. I think he was uh, trying to raise
0: what like twenty five thousand or something. Mm-hmm. Or 50, yeah.
1: yeah, his uh yeah, his charity went up, like his charity numbers went to like eight million or something like that. So it's just really as it's it's sad to see something like this happen, but thankfully he's recovering and Um, In a way, it's a great um, sign of how people come together in hardships to uh, support one another. And, you know, DeMar wasn't like a big star or anything, but you don't have to be a big star, especially. I think it shows just how unified the league is and how tight these players truly are and how tight the fans are to their teams and to this league. So to me, it shows a great sense of unity all across the board with this sport you know it's kind of it's kind of a thing that i want to bring up
0: and i know normally you don't talk like we don't normally talk politics or anything this is not political by any means but quick quick side note here chuck hughes the last person to technically or actually die uh on the football field back in 1971 uh he played for the detroit lions they were playing against the chicago bears and uh, I believe he went to cardiac arrest Uh, on the field, and he actually passed away, I believe, on the field. So uh, I think he's the only person to actually pass away You know, during a football game and actually on the field of play. Uh, That's Chuck Hughes. Quick note, man, did you know Chuck Hughes was buried here in San Antonio, Texas? I had no idea. Yeah, born of, he went to Abilene High School. I mean, Abilene, yeah, Abilene High School in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Played for Texas Western, but yeah, he's buried here in San Antonio of all things. You know, it's kind of, I, knew, I thought he was, maybe he was from San Antonio, but no, actually born in Philadelphia. So oh, wow. I'm not sure how that made out, but yeah, Chuck, was the last guy. But speaking of DeMar, you know, a couple things got me. First off, the NFL needs to really get on board with guaranteeing contracts because pension plans don't go into effect. I believe until year three or four, I believe it's year three. For NFL players, considering he's only in year two, if he's never to play an NFL game again, he does not get a pension from the NFL, which is kind of sad because, you know, being in the NFL, probably can we agree maybe the most violent sport of the major sports?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that.
0: So it should be guaranteed contracts regardless. I mean, you shouldn't have to sign a player for 50 million, but I'm only guaranteeing, you know, 12 million or 10 million, you've got to get the rest of the incentives, when an NBA player can, you know, get a fully guaranteed $250 million contract, you know, an MLB player, Alex Rodriguez, you know, 250 million for what 10 years or whatever. So I mean, these contracts are guaranteed, why is the most violent sport, violent of the major sports? Why can't they guarantee contracts? especially for instances like this. I mean, your thoughts on that? Because for me, it actually, you know, it really pisses me off that a guy that is living out his dream will probably not play the game again, more than likely, and yet can't even, you know, can't even collect on the hard work that he did to get on that football field, that NFL field. And for it to have it just crushed and come down like that, you know, I think the league's got to do a better job and the owner's got to do a better job, in my opinion, on that.
1: Yeah, you know, that's something I didn't even think about through all this. Um, I was just... Because everyone was thinking about, of course, DeMar's health, what it came down to. Um, And interestingly enough, I know this is unpopular opinion, but I thought initially, I thought the game could have continued. But, um, of course, and again, I say this with, you know, full heart towards demar's health because that's the first thing i mean a game's a game but as you saw all these players came together um to support him and that's what it came down to that's what the most important part of all this is yeah. the game comes takes a back seat to, the, to demar's health a players health and like we just talked about this nfl family these players they are a they are a tight-knit group and they come to support one another in these like really tough times and you saw that was we witnessed during the game and And initially I was thinking like, okay, well, are they going to go ahead and continue the game? You know, give these guys like a little break or something or an hour long break. Uh, Of course, as we know, the game ended up getting canceled. Um, But I think the players were ready to, and you know, I think it came down to the players just not being in the state of mind to continue that game. And I completely understand that Um, because my initial thought was, oh, okay, they're going to go ahead and continue the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in the moment... When it happened, no one really knew how, like, I guess, how, how um, serious. Yeah, how serious. the Yeah, exactly. How serious, how dangerous uh, the situation actually was for this guy. Um, and then after time passed, they're like, okay, this is this is escalated to a whole other situation where now the game is put up, shoved off to the side. The players aren't even thinking about the rest of the game. They're thinking about this man's health, this young guy's health. Um And I think that's what it comes down to. But going back to what you were talking about. Yeah, I think um, this is a sign that guaranteed contracts should be a thing. And again, it's not like they have to give them the world as far as, you know, the money that is guaranteed, but just something more of a security blanket, something for that these guys can take with them. Um, For the long haul that can help support them financially if they do suffer like a like a horrible injury or if a physical ailment um, stops them from playing. And, you know, like you said, they still put in work to get to where they're at. And sometimes it feels like with situations like this without guaranteed contracts, it feels like they're putting their bodies out in the line. They're getting hurt and damaged. And all of that physicality is not being rewarded in the long haul to be able to support themselves and their families.
0: Yeah, I mean, great point. That's what I'm thinking, too, is, you know, the guaranteed contract's got to be it's got to be a thing in the NFL. I mean, you know, I started looking at it and I heard uh, another guy talking on TV about it as well. And it's the thing about look at his mom now. You know, if he needs that 24 hour care now, uh, he needs help. He needs assistance. That's all got to come out of, you know, money, you know, income somewhere. Someone's got to pay for it. So that's where this guarantee comes in. And, you know, I think pension. Even you know, I get the whole "you got to play three or four years." I, I get that completely, but I think there's got to be some kind of you know asterisk somewhere in there, based on, hey, if you play three to four years, great, you get a pension. If you're only able to play up two, three years and you have a serious life-threatening injury or life, all let's call life-altering injury, because. For whatever reason, we saw what happened with uh, with DeMar. We've seen other stuff, Joe Theismann and his legs, and it happened in his rookie year. I mean, you just cannot play no more. Life altering uh, injuries, I think those should be grandfathered in as type of a pension,
1: possibly. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree, I think so. And like we stated at the beginning of this segment, the NFL is the most physically brutal sport out of the major american sports um so there isn't any reason why they can't include something like that there's got to be i mean
0: they make so much money You're, you're talking about a youtube now youtube tv is going to take over um the sunday ticket stuff and you're talking billions upon billions of dollars for the owners there i mean there is absolutely no way that you mean you can tell me that the owners are going to suffer by guaranteeing contracts now. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, man. And then the ticket prices for these games are are astronomical, even for the
1: crappy teams. You're still paying, you know, eighty dollars a ticket, hundred dollars a ticket. So um, that's excluding all of the like the food and the drinks and everything that comes with the game experience.
0: Yeah, isn't like the personal pizza at Jerry World like twenty five bucks or something? Yeah, uh, something
1: said. like that. I paid like thirty dollars 30, thirty-five dollars for like a chicken tender's basket. Holy cow, are you serious? Yeah. It's um it's pretty egregious.
0: <laughs> wow. So okay, so I mean there, that should tell you enough right there that fans are gonna pay just about anything. And that money goes to where? Goner's pocket. I mean, there's it's ridiculous, man. But you know, hey, prayers out to tomorrow. And again, we do we don't really we we speak our own opinions we we respect each other's opinions you know you said you didn't know how the game couldn't go on i immediately thought okay if it's an injury it's an injury but knowing that the type of injury that it was being that it was cardiac arrest and all that was going on i really can't blame the players for not wanting to play terrifies you man if you're on the field do you really Mm -hmm. want to run that go route do you really want to tackle somebody knowing that you know, you tried, you attempted to tackle somebody. Then, bang! It was the perfect hit.
1: Something happened, and you went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, that and kind of I, plays in your mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like everyone's mind was focused on the health of this young guy. Um, and like we talked about, this is a family. Like these these players, they understand and respect each other. The effort that they they know that the other players, even on the opposite side of the field, uh, they respect the work and the dangers that all of these guys share. And when they see someone go down like that, um, they're all going to come together and lend their support. And we saw that during this game. It's unfortunate it happened, but I think it, at the same time, you also have to look at it as a, a sign that just how united these players are. And um, it's unfortunate that, and like I said, I I initially thought the game could have continued, but it comes down to the players, man. Like if they don't feel comfortable, if their minds aren't, and I don't blame them, their minds shouldn't be focused on a game they you know there there is another human being that could have died out there you know on the field and you know i my mind would be elsewhere um again the nfl is the nfl it's the game it's a game but you know it takes real people to to play this game and we have to remember sometimes and especially for all those fantasy players out there who let's be honest some of them can be pretty brutal um on the internet and twitter and say oh like you know whenever you've seen the, you've seen the tweets of fantasy players get mad when a player has a serious injury tears an mcl tears an acl and these tweets the first response isn't oh i hope he makes a full recovery i hope he's okay it's wow you screwed my fantasy team like the, those are the kind of tweets that get under my skin um because we have to remind ourselves and we like it's not just Demar. there's plenty of players um, who've suffered serious injuries but these guys are like real people. They're just like you and me. They have lives. They have families. They have friends. They've got their own flaws. No one's perfect. And um, they get hurt. We get hurt. And to see guys go down like this, we have to remind ourselves that we are just like them. Um, they're just doing their own thing. We're doing our thing. But they're people. And we have to lend support and sit back and realize that you know, we they've got a heart, too. They've got a conscience. And they're suffering.
0: I'm glad you said it because yeah, you always go on Twitter or social media just in general. And it's like this player screwed me. Now I'm not going to lie. I was young at one point playing fantasy football. I made those comments way back when, I mean, why? Because it's the competitiveness of fantasy football. And then you get pissed off when players are like, you know, I don't give a damn or I don't give a shit about your fantasy football team. You know, in the scheme of things, they're right. I mean, who cares about fantasy football or something like that? You know, guy tears his ACL. Oh, well, that's why you draft more than one running back. That's why you draft more than one wide receiver. That's why there's a free agent market in fantasy football. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a, a livelihood for a person. This is a career. This is life, man. I mean, we, you almost saw a guy die on the field. And the first thing people are worried about is, well, I needed Josh Allen to give me eight points. Now they're not going to play the game. What do we do? Who gives a shit about what's going to happen? I was in, there was three other leagues I was in, in one of them. I was 128, 121. And I had Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And this was for the title. We all came together like, I don't know what's going to happen. When they said, you know what, let's just wait for the announcement, fine. When they made the announcement that, hey, they're not going to play the game. It's over. Okay. The commission of the league got me and the other guy on the phone. This is what happened. And what I respect about the commission was that he didn't give us an option. He said, you know what, It's we're going to split the title 50-50. There's no winner. There's no loser. It's just you two guys are going to split it. And I'm, I'm 100% with that. Would I, have, would I have crushed the guy fantasy football-wise? More than likely. I mean, yeah. But to me, it fantasy football, DraftKings, everything like that, just football in general is out the door when something like this happens. And that's the way I think I feel. And that's the way I think you, everybody feels that way. So I'll need to say, you know, DeMar Hamlin, Continue prayers out, man. Make a full recovery. We want to see you back on the field if you're able to. Um, everything's going good right now. You're listening to uh, Sweep the League. Again, you've got Shamaya on the Beach Internet Radio. Definitely go listen to that. You got I Am Refocused Radio. You got the Baller Boys podcast with Stats and Shamaya. And you also have the uh, D. Grove Big Mo show on Facebook. I believe it's coming to y'all on Tuesday this week since the National Championship game is on uh, Monday speaking of national championship game before we get into the NFL playoff talk which will be our last topic um as of this recording the uh national championship game is tomorrow TCU Georgia this is probably this is probably the best matchup i could have asked for when it comes to college football you're talking about TCU tied for 8th with the best offense in the country Georgia, tied for second on the defensive side of the country. I mean, decent side for the country. You're talking about Duggan, Quinn, Johnston on one end, going up against Kylie Ringo, Jalen Carter. I mean, the Georgia's defense looks pretty suspect uh, this past week uh, against um, uh, Ohio State. It Ohio State had every chance, opportunity to win. So – who do you think comes out on top now? Because TCU looked magnificent against Michigan. and Michigan's got a really good D. Georgia did not look so good against Ohio State. To me, they got lucky they won. And I'm just saying it. So before I go into it, I got to get stats
1: picked. Georgia, TCU, what do we got, man? So you mentioned that Georgia... Ohio State game, that was a shootout, dude. Like that, the high score on that, I think was a 42 41 Georgia? Believe well, so, yeah. Yeah, it was a high scoring affair. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw this TCU Georgia game, uh, become a shootout and go like get really up there as far as uh score wise goes. But, um, man, let me just first say this congratulations to TCU. I mean, I'm always a big, um, Supporter of new teams getting into the college football playoff, especially with this top-four format right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you usually don't see it too often, like a fresh face up there in the top four. But um, it was just really nice seeing TCU getting in there in the first place and then just beating down on Michigan to get to this point. I mean, even if TCU loses this game, I don't think they actually lose. Um, I think TCU has garnered so much um spotlight and popularity just from getting to this point that even a loss i don't even think a loss actually hurts them that much um no. they brought so much attention to the school the organization it's going to help with recruiting um so yeah i mean you have to give props to them in georgia we already knew georgia was a powerhouse um they've done this before they've been to the big dance multiple times um but TCU, to me, like the story of this this game is about TCU. Um, but with that being said, and again, you know, props <laughs> to TCU for getting there. With that being said, I think experience does have a lot to um, factor into these things. Um, and I think Bennett and the Bulldogs are going to pull it out here.
0: You know, it's funny because Bennett is a... I, I've had people because, you know, I do a lot of the mock draft stuff week i do it weekly mm-hmm. so i've had people hit me up saying you know where's Tessa has been drafted and i'm like as of right now my honest opinion he's a he's a six-round pick at the highest and i wouldn't even be surprised if he goes undrafted and i get the well he's a wanted national title what if he wins another one i mean he's got a 903 win percentage in the sec like his, his win percentage is like the second or third highest In SEC history, you know, he's putting up numbers and it's like, you know, he's just not an NFL quarterback. I I really don't think so. And I can truly say that Stetson Bennett is, he's good. I mean, he's really, really good. But even if he wins a second national title, I still don't think he goes above six in the sixth round. I mean, there's no way. So needless to say, TCU still, they've got a pretty good defense as well. I I do like their defense as well. Georgia's defense is superior, but I think Ohio State, if TCU uh, and Sonny Dykes was actually paying attention, they're watching that game film. I can see Quentin Johnson having a massive game. I'm talking massive game, 150 yards, maybe a touchdown or two. There, you can beat Georgia over the top. Kylie Ringo is one of the best prospects out there when it comes to a quarterback. I expect to see Kylie Ring, or Kylie Ringo on uh, Johnson a lot, but I think overall Johnson gets the the uh, advantage over uh, Ringo. But if they can keep uh, Duggan standing straight up, able to give him time to get to the get the ball to Johnson or any of those receivers, I think TCU comes out on top. I think we're going to see the upset. I really, I'm going to go TCU this round. I do not like the way Georgia looked against Ohio State, and if you think about it, to me, Ohio State and TCU are to me they're pretty they're pretty similar on the offensive side of things. So, uh, give me TCU, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them with a score of like thirty eight to thirty seven. One point win. It's going to be a field goal, I think, at the end, in my opinion. But I don't know 38 37, 38 35, 38 36, somewhere around there. But I think TCU comes out on top. So you and I are agreeing to disagree on some stuff here. We're disagreeing on the final for the national championship game. Too bad, Rock's not here. He probably makes us make a bet on this or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, either way, I I actually like when we have differing opinions on things because, especially with games like this, uh, to me it just makes it more interesting, more fun, um, just to see uh from a competitive side of things, and it's always fun to uh, see the text messages and everything in the group chat. So <laughs> Rock is probably like, oh, you know, we need to bet, you know,
0: short shorts or something. It's like, oh no, we're we're good with that, man. We're good right now with that. No, yeah,
1: you don't want to do see it. me in booty shorts, man.
0: Ah, uh, I've you know, a few years back, I almost had to do a live uh, fantasy football draft on... So, the a quick story. I made a bet that the Cowboys wouldn't go undefeated in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And this major Homer Cowboy fan took the bet. He's like, they're going to go undefeated. They'll beat the Giants, the Commanders, and at that time, they weren't the Commanders. But the Giants, Commanders, and the Eagles, they're going to go undefeated. I'll take that bet. That was a year that The Cowboys kicked the field goal against Washington, made it, but it was called back because I think there was a false start or something went wrong. Um, Anyway, uh, the Commanders ended up winning, so it screwed the whole thing. I heard about it the entire year. Well, the bet was whoever lost the bet would have to do the fantasy football draft on live Facebook stream in Daisy Duke shorts. And you had to stand up for it. So oh. at that time, I was in the the 450 plus range. So I am... Oh, hell no. Really? Super glad. Yes. I was super glad I did not have to do that. So shout out to Washington for saving me and the embarrassment of that. And I think I have the picture of the guy still in the booty shorts on my phone somewhere. If I find it, I'll send you that text message. But. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of the NFL games, man, hey, as of this recording, there's only one team that's decided hasn't decided in the NFC. Uh, Green Bay is battling Detroit right now. So if Green Bay wins, they're in. They get the seventh seed. If they lose, Seattle gets that seventh seed. Let's run through the NFL real quick, man. AFC set. Kansas City's got the number one seed. You've got Buffalo against the Dolphins. You've got Cincinnati against Baltimore. you got Jacksonville against the Chargers. One by one, Buffalo and Miami. Yeah, I, I got to take Buffalo. Who are you taking on that? I'm not even going to get into it because I think Miami just looks like dog shit right now.
1: Yeah, uh, Miami's been on a bad skid lately. Um, and Buffalo, of course, they looked really good today against New England. Um, they, uh, they weren't perfect today, but they... They tend to show up when they have to in these big games. Um, so, you, I mean, you got to go Buffalo on this one. And then I think, of course, they've got even extra motivation now with the whole DeMar situation. Um, so I think it's it's going to be more than just a championship for this team. They're playing for DeMar.
0: Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that it's a Buffalo season now more than ever because of, you know, everything that happened with DeMar. But I'm taking Buffalo for sure in this one. Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, this is a crazy one. Because you have that Lamar Jackson factor. Is that enough to get Baltimore a win over Cincinnati? I mean, Cincinnati Super Bowl, you know, runner ups, it's they're playing they're they're clicking right now. They're clicking. But is Lamar enough to get Baltimore that
1: upset win? What do you think, Stats? I don't think so. Uh, I think I think this is going to be Cincy's game right here, and the only reason if they do lose this game, it's going to be because of Cincy.
0: Do you think Joe Burrow makes that
1: mistake to cost them the game? No, I don't think so. I, the Ravens, they just I think um, I don't know how long he's out, but I think Gus Edwards left the game today. Um, so the run the run game is already um they they really are regretting not investing enough in their wide receivers. Uh, department uh, the Ravens and their defense is pretty good but I think Burrow and that offense are just going to pick them they're going to pick them off like the Ravens defense is going to be out in the field too long yeah. um, I don't think the offense is going to be able to sustain that many um, significant drives uh, for Baltimore um, Lamar already looked a little uncomfortable midway through the season anyway before his injury um, so I, I think this game is all sensey
0: yeah, I'm gonna take Cincy on this one too. I think it's gonna be, you know, not a not a blowout, but I mean, I think it's gonna be Cincy just for a convincing win. The game of games. This is my my game that I'm circling in the AFC. That's Jacksonville and the Chargers. Now, I've said it before. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers made a run. They they have the team to do it. It just seems like they have the worst luck at times, but Jacksonville hasn't looked bad. I mean, they've actually, dare I say, looked pretty damn good in that division. Even though it's a bad division, they've looked pretty good. Trevor Lawrence has come into his own now. Is this a game where we see Jacksonville take it over the chargers or can the chargers get that, that momentum going into the playoffs? Because honestly, if the chiefs were to see the chargers, I would say that that's pretty scary for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
1: Uh, I think the Chargers are going to pull this one out. Uh, They just got, I think they've just got more talent across the board than Jacksonville right now, uh, especially on defense. Um, And of course, you got Justin Herbert there. You got Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen. You got Austin Eckler playing his air guitar. Um, They got, (laughs) they've got the whole squad there. I think they're going to pull it out, but the thing is like the Chargers are one of the most snake bit franchises in the entire league. That's what um, I'm saying. My it's God. it's very strange. I can't I can't explain it and I don't know how anyone's going to get this curse off of this team, but every time, you know, like they invested all of this money in um you know, they got the trade for Khalil Mack, they brought in um jc jackson and he had the injury and then mm-hmm. they have Derwin james this this team is like loaded man like on both sides of the ball and it's kind of fascinating how they've they really should have had a better record um going into this postseason um if they and they just haven't they failed to impress like they just haven't looked that good all season Um,
0: and mike williams went off with a back today just fyi
1: Oh wow. Okay, I didn't catch that one, but yeah, again like lost the the Chargers, man. They if it's like if it's not some weird oddball play, uh it's an injury. Um injuries seem to be derailing this team's future right now. Um whether it's yeah. you know, whether it's Joey Bosa, whether it's Mike Williams again, like he got hurt again and he just signed that extension with the team too. Uh Keenan Allen was out for most of the season. Um you know, it, it's just really, it's sad. And then JC Jackson, they just paid him a big contract and he had gotten hurt too mm-hmm. uh, before the season really got started. So it's just unfortunate to see a franchise just get so snake bit by injuries. But and then yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Murray's out. Or he got, I think he got out injured today too. So that's another
0: sufferer for the Chargers. I get what you're saying. Snake bit. It literally is a snake bit franchise.
1: Yeah, it's really weird, and um, it, I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna take um to get that curse off of them. But it's a shame because they've they've got a nice foundation, they've got some great building blocks there already in place, uh, and they got a franchise quarterback there too. But um, the Chargers, the thing is, the Chargers like they remind me of the Vikings in a way like you can't depend on them I would trust the Vikings more than the Chargers right now don't get me wrong but you just can't depend on the Chargers to pull something out convincingly and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a shootout you know with Jacksonville like Trevor Lawrence playing like as motivated as ever Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk he's connecting with Kirk Evan Ingram is turned into a beast again um, ETN's got to stay healthy, but he can run it too. And even then, Jermichael Hasties had his spots. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a shootout. And um I mean, I do have the Charges winning this game, but Jacksonville could very, very well just take this one too. I'm telling you, I'm going on record now. So if you want to
0: mark this on the, the paper somewhere so you can cut it and we can share it everywhere. I'm saying this now, I wouldn't be surprised if... The Chargers win and they're playing against KC. It would not surprise me if the Chargers beat KC. Would not surprise me. I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a healthy Mike Williams, if you get a healthy Kenneth Murray, Bose is back, I think that that could turn into a massive shootout. And I think we'll see Tyreek Hill's absence for really affecting that Kansas City Chiefs team against the Chargers. I'm, I'm, Something tells me about it. It's if you put it on paper, like you said, the defense is stacked. It's an to me, it's an evenly matched game. on On paper, it's e- e- evenly matched. I really do. So that's that's my thoughts going. On. We're gonna find out after the you know after next week, obviously, what happens. But NFC man, like I said, whether it be Seattle or Green Bay, there's no way we're gonna take anybody over San Francisco in that game, right?
1: uh the the Niners it looked really good recently so it's going to be tough who, who did you say uh could a uh, Green Either Bay Seattle and, or Green Bay we're not going to take them over San Francisco right yeah i i wouldn't um i here's the thing i wouldn't be too surprised if arod pu- uh, pulls something out of his hat if they if he somehow wills this Packers team against the 49ers i wouldn't be surprised if um if him It's only like him or Brady that could pull it out against the 49ers. One of those two guys. We're saving Um, for Brady. We're saving Brady. for. Don't worry about this. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, like, I do have the Niners (laughs) winning that game no matter what. I hope it's not Seattle. Um, i just not very impressed with them. Uh, Geno Smith is a pro bowler, by the way. Jesus. I would have never guessed anyone would have ever said that. Yeah, I know. I I never thought I'd be saying that either. But uh, Geno Smith is a pro bowler. And, you know, props to him. I'll give him, like, you got to give him credit for trying. Um, No one expected it. Guy rose to the occasion. And, you know, he got it. He earned it. But I'm not impressed with this Seahawks team. There are some pieces I do like on there. But uh, I don't see the C. If they do end up facing the Niners, I think they're going to get slammed.
0: There are a few few defensive players away from actually being
1: a good team. (laughs) Like a really good playoff threat. Yeah. Uh, was it Kenneth Walker looks really good uh, with yeah. them. They still got DK Lockett's really good too. Um, Noah, Noah Fant to... is coming into his own too. Yeah. Noah Fant has looked good. That trade with Denver actually somehow somehow <laughs> Seattle got the best out of that trade. <laughs>
0: oh so. no shit. They're getting two picks in the first round this year. Yeah. They're going to really load up on defensive side if they're really smart about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> They can really load up.
1: I get what you're saying,
0: though. I do get yeah. what you're saying, man. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, they should. Yeah, and uh, they should improve their defense. And they'll they'll find a quarterback, like they're like a long term quarterback down the line. But right now, they've got the building blocks on offense for sure, um, and they've got some pieces on defense that they're going to keep building upon. A uh, shout out to Tariq Woolen, though. By the way, Pro Bowler as well. Yes, sir. So um, big deal. Yeah, big stuff. But yeah, San Fran, I'm going to take San Fran, whoever they end up playing. But uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if A-Rod pulls something out of his ass. Mr. Discount Double Check. It
0: wouldn't surprise me either. I just think San Francisco is playing way too well. Shanahan has that team playing good. But Mm -hmm. good, man. Good Lord, man. I remember when he had a certain team playing really well in the playoffs and we went to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Let's not get into it. Uh, Minnesota, the Giants here. You know, it's something about Danny Dimes this year, man. He's he's been the man. He doesn't have a contract after this year. The Giants, I think they seriously need to consider re-signing him and making him and Saquon the franchise guys, build around those two guys. But I I as sad as it says, I I picked Minnesota at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna stick with the Minnesota Vikings over the Giants. Um Again, I don't know what freaking Minnesota team is going to come to the table, but hopefully, fingers crossed, they at least come this week, take it week by week, and get the Giants, you know, an early exit in the playoffs. So, give me Minnesota. How do you feel in this game? Um, Man,
1: I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to trust the Vikings with anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just said I would trust them over the Chargers but I don't know. I I'm going to take New York on this one. Um, I have a feeling. I have this sick feeling that the Vikings are going to just blow this. It's going to be in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to, they're going to blow this in front of their fans. Somehow. Imagine a Minnesota chargers Super Bowl. Holy cow. It would, it would be about which team wants to lose it the most. I mean, honestly, you know, two of the
0: biggest collapsible franchises in the NFL right now. It's like, you don't know which
1: one you're getting. Yeah, By which team. Like, Jesus. Yeah. We have
0: um three zero Super Bowl score, yeah. final
1: score. Yeah. You you brought up very good points though about two very important players um on this Giants team in Danny Dimes and uh Saquon. I think they do need to build around Saquon. Um, I think that's their game plan. Um, shout out to Brian Dable. I think he's the coach of the year, um, in my eyes right now for what wow. he's done with this team. Um Just because, like, I mean, the the whole—they don't have any receivers. Like, the receivers they do have are hurt. Like every week, Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of fascinating how uh, Danny Dimes is getting this done. uh, Daniel Jones, and he—he's earned a contract extension, and I think the team can give him one that won't blow out their budget. I think the team can get a nice team-friendly deal with uh, Daniel Jones, and he's earned his keep on this franchise. I think. Shout out to Doug Peterson. He's my
0: coach of the year for the NFL. Ooh, I mean great yeah. pick. Four four wins in the last two years that Jacksonville Jaguars had. Four total wins. And they come around, win the division, in the playoffs. I gotta give a shout out to Doug Pearson. Hell of a job, man. Hell of a job. Your your Philadelphia days were not a fluke. You've turned a Jacksonville Jaguars team around and they look mm-hmm. good. They're they are they're a player, literally a player away. Uh just to wreck on the nfl for a while sucks are in the afc because there's three teams in the afc that are just super loaded and will be super talented but also hey give them a check mark because they're in the shittiest division in the nfl basically not as shitty as the nfc south so before we close out the show we're going to give cowboy fans a heart attack uh because we're going to both probably end up picking the buccaneers here I'm going to tell you why. Yes, you can go to Tom Brady's 7-0 and against the Cowboys. You can say, you know, the Cowboys have not won a road game since I believe it was, what, 1995, I believe? Somewhere around there. was. I know Aikman was a quarterback. So Dallas played crappy against the Commanders to end the year. Tampa has looked forward all year, but the entire division has. Does Brady go 8-0 and no against the Cowboys? I, I'm i going to be called a hater, but you do not bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I, I've I've been down that road. Hell, I bet against him with, you know, what, two minutes in the third quarter uh, in the Super Bowl. I mean, I bet against him then. I think I'm going to take Tampa Bay on this one and I I'm going to be real with you I don't really know why other than the fact that I think the Brady lore that's around him just is enough and I gotta ask you before I get off this thing I want to ask you was the cowboy game today a fluke or did they just play that bad
1: Uh, they played against a motivated commanders team we also have to remember that too um and don't get me wrong I think it was a I don't think it was a good Cowboys performance. Um I think they really were a shell of themselves today. Um and it's interesting. So we're talking about this Buccaneers Cowboys matchup and it's kind of fascinating you talk about how the Cowboys ended their season playing, you know, they didn't play well against the Commanders and the, it didn't help that the Commanders were driven to prove a point to them as well, not make it so easy like you're not going to run over us. We're going to make it hard on you, which they did. Um, The Cowboys did not play well. Pollard didn't play well either. Um, And Dak didn't play well. But then you look at what's going on with Tampa Bay. Um, The past two or three weeks, um, Tampa has kind of started – like last week, Mike Evans went nuts. Like Tom Brady was slinging balls, like bombs down the field to him. And um, they were like losing, I think – by two touchdowns to Carolina last week and Brady willed them to a win. Uh, Just when you think this Tampa team is done and they have looked bad, like all season Um, they, but Brady has pulled out a few like, you know, late game comebacks this season. Um, This is one of those games where you just can't really, you can't really get a huge read on it because the Cowboys are known for blowing it in the big one or when it counts. And then this Tampa team is looked so bad, but you still got Tom Brady. And like you just said, you don't bet against Brady in the playoffs um, because even in the regular season, when most of those games, Tampa looked bad. He still managed to pull W's at the very end in the two minute offense uh, to steal the game. Uh, so I can easily see Brady um, getting it done in a two minute drill here against the Cowboys. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think it's going to be close. And I know I just said, um, in our last episode, I just said the Cowboys have nothing to worry about here. I take that back. <laughs> they do have some stuff to worry about because if they're going to end their season looking like crap and then you got Tampa, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Brady just like looking like the Brady of old, like from two seasons ago, just slinging it down the field and looking like the lead leading uh, quarterback for throwing yards. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it can be dangerous and, uh, very uncertain. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to change my answer here. Uh, I know I went with the Cowboys last time we saw them, but I think I'm going to have to go Tampa here and it's going to be, uh, in an old school Brady two minute drill fashion. I think they're going to get it done
0: I think so, man. It's something like I said, it's something about this this whole uh this whole game here that's like, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm 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 feeling for cowboy fans here. If you if you're a cowboy fan, you definitely have to be on edge. You've gotta be worried about this game because this is not a not an easy game. Not an easy game at all we're going to find out man NFL playoffs start this coming week so we'll see what happens NFL uh, the NCAA national uh, championship game for college football is tomorrow TCU I'm going with TCU stats is going with uh Georgia and we've got our playoff picks going into that first week of the NFL playoffs so We'll definitely see what happens. But again, you know, Super leagues coming to you every single Sunday night now. Uh, we'll be dropping the episodes on Sunday night. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have Rock, we'll have Candace back, we'll have everybody here now that uh, it's on Sunday nights. So everybody can join us. But we're going to get going now, man. We got to start off the week right here. You definitely want to start off right So. Till- be sure to listen to Sweep the League wherever podcasts are available. It's on uh, iHeart app. It's on uh, iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Anywhere podcasts are available, check out Sweep the League. So for stats, for The Rock, for Candace, for
1: Derek, for Shamaya, who I've talked to recently, but I haven't talked to him in a while. Have you talked to him? Yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's, uh, you know, Shamaya, Shamaya's doing Shamaya things. Shamaya's doing Shamaya things. He did send me a text FYI that said big
0: things for 2023 for Sweep the League. So definitely, definitely big things for 2023. So for all the uh, crew at Sweep the League, I'm Rudy Compa Jr. To Sweep the League again
1: next Sunday. We'll see you guys later. Oh, man.